Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program. We got another good one for you today. We got a great show. We, You know, I think there's something about the holiday season and knowing that the team will have some time off. You're all putting in an extra effort. That was a nice little arm little fist pump. Uh, fist pump you did there, James. Yep. Welcome to the program. Uh, we uh, are continuing the, you know, the exploration of the holiday season and trying to uh, find every way we can to lighten your load and maybe, you know, save your sanity. So, today, no different. Today we're going to be talking about, as we get into this, how do you, how do you not, how do you stay calm? How do you de-stress? How do you stay, you know, psychologically calm? In through your nose, out through your mouth. Right, James? Yeah. I noticed when I came in today, you were doing some yoga. Yeah, it really helps soothe the spirit, the soul, gets my yeah everything aligned. It's great. What's with the tight clothes? Well, they also help me uh, focus as well. And uh, get everything aligned as it should be. <laughs> aligned, like if, if your clothes are so tight, they keep you aligned. My spine, your spine is, is, aligned. is aligned. Yep, because it can't go anywhere. Exactly. Um, well, that was great. I think that's great that you're exercising. I've decided uh, my New Year's resolution. I've already got it. Uh, I like to always anticipate. Stop planning ahead. Well, um, I'm trying to figure out. I, I like to set a New Year's resolution that I know I can break. So well, that, that takes geez. time. Okay. That takes time. So I'm, you got to think it through. You know, you don't want to set something that people are going to hold you accountable to. Um, I'm not going to eat the whole year. There's mine. Wow. I know I can break that one. <laughs> That'll last till noon. Mm, on, Jan- New Year's Day? on New Year's Day? Yeah, because that's about time I'll get up. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lazy bum. Hey, here's the deal. Uh, I'm, mine is I'm going to start exercising. Okay. With or without my foot. Um, can you do like a bicycle? Oh, sure. The, but it, would it still hurt? No. Okay. Well, yeah, it will hurt. It hurt. Sleeping hurts my foot. Mm, okay. But apparently, I didn't know this. Apparently, I sleep like a ballerina in toe shoes. <laughs> what? You point your toes? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's cute. No wonder you got plantar fasciitis. Yeah, I knew. I, I didn't even know I was a dancer. <laughs> but in I'd, another life. <laughs> But apparently, I, I curl my toes. And James, how's your foot? Just checking but in. It, it's, it's doing great. Your wife's worried more about the tutu that you wear to bed. Yeah, and your well, hands up above your head. <laughs> if it's going to, you know, if the toe shoe fits, <laughs> wear the tutu. I think that's, I think I saw, I think that was Twain. Was that Mark Twain that said that? Uh, something along those <laughs> right. lines. Yeah. If the toe shoe mm-hmm. fits. Hey, uh, we've got some news, though. There, oh, yes. You know, I I think people are really all over North Korea. Oh, you think? I, think I don't think they're over mad. it. Oh, they're mad. They're very mad. It seems like you wouldn't want to get Hollywood mad, except you, they did. And what are they going to do? Well, Hollywood's Hollywood back. Is not, Hollywood's not necessarily mad at the hackers. 
for this whole Sony thing. Yeah. They're mad at Sony for caving. Yeah. 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 They're not mad about the emails? No. They're, they're, like, they're not. Yeah, that just happens. I don't think they are. They're, this is this has turned into a much bigger question as to, you know, is this what we're going to do when somebody threatens um, yeah. free speech? That's well. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is like the first cyber war. It, it kind of like right. I mean, this is a country that you would think doesn't have the power, but they threaten a lot. Well, but they're bringing us. They're bringing exactly. us. They're bringing Hollywood to when us. Have, when have their threats ever been credible, though? Yeah. Right. Has, has this ever happened before that an, an entire like blockbuster release has been canceled due to? Not that I've seen like that. Yeah. Um, other, ha- you know, hacking. Yeah, that's happened yeah, before, yeah, of but course. not, but not in this sort of sense. Yeah. This is fairly large scale. The fact and, that they were able to stop a, a movie release completely. Yeah. Plus, we're finding well, a lot of dirt about. The I'm stars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, but, See that? I could care less about the dirt. Well, I mean, again, that could have easily just been handled if news agencies weren't <laughs> spreading the dirt. Exactly. Of, yeah. You know, from. But you've got you've got people like Jimmy Kimmel last night said personally, I think those theater owners. Should be ashamed of themselves, the mm. ones that canceled the yeah, the right. showings. Yeah, he also added, allowing a ruthless dictator of another country to decide what American people can and cannot see in our country is against like everything we're supposed to stand for, right? Yeah. Well, and and Sony too. I mean, because they're not even doing a digital release. You know, they could release it yeah. um, without Dr- it going to video theater. on demand. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But they're not even going to do that. Yeah, but- they're not releasing it at all. Mm-hmm. See, but the funny thing is, this I think just shows you how fragile. <laughs> That's our, an Italian word, by the way. Uh, is it our, our entire paradigm is? Because if all of a sudden some kind of I don't know dictator—I was going to say third-rate dictator—but some dictator can bring America to its knees via Sony and Hollywood, exactly. You know what? Then you're pretty vulnerable. Yeah. Because you can pretend to be as tough as you want, but simply leaking emails and then threatening disaster. Yeah, I'm sorry. This was this is this is this is a third rate. But ironically, hacking, it's working, which tells us our model probably ought not. Our entire model of security ought not be based around our emails, Hollywood, exactly, and Sony. No kidding. And then everyone can be as mad as you want, but honestly, I kind on. of agree come with ben, ben Stiller, who who on Twitter said, "Really hard to believe." This is the response to a threat to freedom of expression here in America. Hmm. Yeah. But think of that. I was just looking at this. Uh, I, I finally checked my BYU email. Oh, boy. Wow. The second That's time good. this year. And um, I'm just thinking if if they hacked us, guess what the data they'd find? I won't give names because I haven't got permission. Let's just say Melody. Hey, there's hot chocolate mm-hmm. at, at my desk. There you go. There's one. <laughs> and so-and-so had a, had a baby. That's hey, been I'm not going to be in town. Let's talk about Alyssa Banks. She sent an email about her holiday hours. Uh-huh. I know. I mean, oh, hey, I've got cookies. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why if Sony had email like BYU Radio. But I wonder. I seriously <laughs> this wonder. This would have ended years ago. Yeah. Sony. Where, where's the head of Sony? Gone. No, no, no. Where? The head office of Sony is in? California. Is Japan. It? Oh, Japan. Oh, the head head office. Yeah. Yeah, the Sony Corporation is headquartered yeah. in Japan. They have a much different relationship with Korea than the, than America yeah. does. So I'm wondering if it's this is coming down direction from the Japanese portion of yeah. the of the company rather than the American portion. See, I'm telling you, this is it. This is to me, this is the future 
threats we're going to be facing. Mm-hmm. More and more of these, less and less of I'm going to blow you up with a nuclear weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say what your mother said about you in her email. I'm going to say what my mother, my wife just said What did your wife just say? She thinks it should be put out on YouTube so everybody can see it. What? The movie. Wow. You that, know what? That would be amazing. That would be a gutsy move. That she, would be amazing. Just, that would be amazing. And you better take care of your email because they're going to now. <laughs> Watch out, Sean. <laughs> That's sad. You got any more news, Sean? Other I than do. North this Korea? is a great story, actually. It happened locally here for us. Uh, this is from West Valley City here in Utah. Yeah. Um, but the dispatchers in West Valley City at, at the 911 uh, like, call center. Yeah. They were getting all these false 911 calls. They were getting like three or four a minute. It ended up being a total of like 4,000 calls. And these people, they were, they were hacked off. They didn't, they, wow. didn't like, they didn't like the fact that they were getting all these calls because there's a lot of business yeah. that has to happen with these fake 911 calls. So you still have to check calling. them out. Mm-hmm. Well, and he wasn't saying anything. That they were just exactly. called up, didn't say was anything, this in and then one hung day up. Or was this over oh, this was months. over like a week. Wow. You get you, in less than a week. Someone had made more than four thousand calls to nine one one. Just one person, James. James <laughs> wasn't me. Put your phone away. Okay. Um, but, but they finally were able to check it out. Yeah. And they got to the person, and <clears throat> they found out that it was actually a man in uh, West Jordan, mm. and his name is David Van Bibber. He's thirty years old. Some thirty-year-old dude. Mm-hmm. But he has a mental disability, oh, so he's he's actually only about mentally capable to to interact on an eight year old level. Mm. But he was given a phone that was not activated to make calls. He oh. was using it as more of an iPod than yeah. an iPhone. Except you can make a nine one one. You can it, phones that are disconnected from service can still make calls to nine one one. I don't know if people know that or not. Surprise. But you can still make calls to nine one one. He he started crying when the police found him. He thought he was going to be in trouble. Oh no, he thought he was going to be arrested. Yeah. So uh, the officers came back to the nine one one center, and they all talked about this, and they all made donations, and they bought him an iPad, an iPod Nano. Oh, cool! So, so now that he, he can, can listen, listen to, to his music and not have to worry about trying to, not have oh, to worry about making phone calls. There you go. And they gave him a hundred dollars to to get music for the for the Nano as well. See, good feeling right there. This is great. There's this the is a hero great story. of the day story. Yeah. Yeah. So the dispatch in uh, West Valley City in 911, thank you for maybe. being a holiday great person. Well, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to – let's put together Ooh, a fundraiser for it's, Kim Jong-un. It's, it's the – oh. And let's get him an iPod Nano. You know what? Then we can release the movie. <laughs> Oh, that's a cool story. You it know is. What? People are cool. See, that's why we do the show right yeah. there. People are I think, cool. You know, I, I, I got an idea. I got to talk to you about later. Oh, is it a multi-level just, marketing just, opportunity? Just, no, it's not. <laughs> do I need to get three friends involved? No, you don't. Actually, <laughs> who can get three friends? Good stuff. Good stuff. See, that feels good. Now I feel good. Hey, today we're going to continue this discussion about the holidays, and uh, we've got a great guest, Mindy Ute, is going to be joining us from New York City. She's going to teach us about how to uh, keep it cool, how to find the peace this holiday season. Good stuff coming up. Plus, if you're single, what you should be doing to uh, have a happy holiday season and not wrap your, you know, your mood, your moments, your life around the holidays. More tools, more ideas coming up next on the Matt Townsend Show after this break.
is here bringing good cheer to young and old, making the bold ding dong ding dong. That is the song with joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Oh, that's the group. Pentatonics. Oh, they're good. Don't you love that? Maybe pump that up just a bit here, James. Mm. Yeah. They say my voice sounds a lot like that deep voice there. They do. They who, say Who that. says that? Who's they? They. They. they? Yeah. Well, they. The, uh, the deep voice people. Ah. Uh, they're like, man, Matt, your voice sounds like the pentatonics deep voice. <laughs> That's and exactly. I'm always like, thank you. Thank you very much. <sighs> See, that song right there just eliminated all of my stress. That's one way to do it. Music. Another way was what James was doing earlier. Uh, we call it, he calls it gyrating. Um, some call it seizing. Uh, others call it dancing. Oh, I thought you were talking about my yoga. No, that was right there when you did that little shimmy. That was kind of freaky. That's how you relieve stress. But who better to teach us about how to relieve stress than a psychotherapist that does it every day? Mindy Ute is joining us. She's an experienced New York City uh, psychotherapist who helps her patients resolve challenging conflicts in their relationships, their careers, and within themselves. By the way... Awesome background. She has. Uh, she's an LCSW, so a licensed clinical social worker, and she was a lawyer, a former attorney who worked with one of the nation's top corporate firms for years. She brings considerable skill and expertise to her practice and uh, specializes in stress management. You can find out more about her by going to her website, UTA, U-T-A-Y, UTA Therapist, New York City, UTA, UTA Therapist, NYC.com. Mindy, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hi, Matt. Nice to be with you. Great to be with you. Now, you know what? Just sometimes stepping in your great city, New York City, <laughs> stresses me out. Yeah. Does it stress you out now that you've lived there and this is home? Totally. Does it? I mean, uh, New York City is um, stress on steroids. That's <laughs> totally. That's what I call it. I know. It's, it's, a, it's and everything about place. it, the smell, the, the sound, it's, everything. And now the traffic here is about as worse as it's ever yeah. been. So, yeah, we're in the thick of it here. See, uh, you need to come to Utah. Come oh, on, man. Mindy. Yeah. Mountains, <laughs> a brownish haze over the valley, smog. Oh, gosh. Yeah, smog. <laughs> it's not, you know, you just keep your windows up. I, exactly. Sounds beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. Hey, but Mindy, teach us, um, teach us about holiday anxiety, holiday stress. Yeah. Why do you think we are so amped up and stressed out during the holiday season? You know, the holidays um, make us crazy. (laughs) Totally. And we hate them. So uh, first, I think it's uh, they just go on forever, right? So we're, um, by the time Thanksgiving, you know, turkey is done, (laughs) we're we're now on Christmas and making the list and Black Friday. Uh, And so it begins, you know, months, right? It'd be two months before the day. So the buildup is enormous. And uh, and then you've got all these expectations for one day and all of the work that leads up to it. You want it to be perfect. So there's a lot of stress. And, you know, then there's the reality of it's, it can be expensive, a lot of uh, gift giving and uh, shopping and malls and traffic. And and that's not even to mention family. Yeah. You know, oh, which yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
which we love, but, you know, they can cause us stress. You know, you get together um, and some petty um, quarrels and conflicts and old patterns reemerge, and it can be stressful. That's so true. And, um, in fact, this kind of goes back to your wonderful city of New York City. There's so many commercials. There's so many movies made about Christmas season and the miracle of Christmas. So what have you found as a therapist um, that can help us control some of our, some of this tension, the stress, the expectation? It seems like a lot of it is just the expectation. Exactly, because there's so many messages coming at you 24-7, whether it's on the street, in the stores, on TV, social media, you know, with a message about what Christmas should be, the should. Yeah, right? oh, it yeah. Should, yeah, it should look like this. And what you really have to do is control that. You just have to shut it down a little bit and step back and redefine what the holiday means to you, to remember why we celebrate, what it means, what values it contains, and begin to go inside a little bit and mm-hmm. get in touch with what's important to you, whether... Um, you know, it's being with family, whether it's being with friends, whether it's doing some spiritual work, whatever it is that connects you to the holiday, you try to get in touch with. And I think also it's about being realistic about where you are in life. You know, some years are better than others. Yeah. And, right, it comes Christmas so time, it comes December, and it may have been a difficult year for you for yeah. a variety of reasons. I just had um, a client talk about, I go, so how's the year been? And he's like, oh, you don't want, oh, yeah, well, I'm paying right. you to know, but you don't want to know. But he's had the worst year ever, and yet, financially, best year ever. Mm-hmm. But right. it's been, it's included everything and a DUI. Oh, and a DUI. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> that is. And, well, that's a bad, that's a sign. He better wake up. That's yeah, exactly that's right. And, and, yeah. yet, and yet, so some have great years and, you know, but you still lose your mom or, you have other things, and you know you're having your midlife crisis. It's just a lot of stuff, and it kind of culminates right now, doesn't it? It culminates right now, exactly. And you know, when family is together, uh, there could be a lot of things, a lot of people. Somebody's been lost. Somebody's gotten ill. There could be divorce, problems with work, and uh, as families change, holidays have to change too. If you want to keep the connection, sometimes you have to adapt. Yeah. the reality of where you are in your life and where your family is. So Families true. change. My, when my parents divorced, the holiday changed. Yeah. It changes, right. Yeah. right. And, and yet you can still do it, right? You can still make the change work. You just got to work at it. You got to, exactly. It's, it, that's where the miracle, it doesn't happen with a miracle. It happens through work yeah. and adaptation and, you know, taking stock of really what's going on for you at that time. You were going to tell a story. Well, you know, I had somebody telling me just today, you know, that the holidays bring back memories of her parents' divorce. Mm. So that's her association to Christmas. And it was working through that, acknowledging it, and then trying to move beyond it, too, to create more memories, new memories, so that, you know, she has different associations, more positive associations to the hospital. To the ho- I said hospital. And there the hospital. Well, it depends how the holiday goes. 
You might end up in the <laughs> hospital. You could end up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I find that it's interesting because I, I think of the holidays, too, about my parents' divorce. But it was one of the times I actually look back as I think about it more as an adult where – my parents that were divorced still made it a point to be together on Christmas morning because that's where we were. So my dad would come over on Christmas morning and we would have we'd have Christmas together. My mom and dad still there and breakfast. And I sit there. So I also you can eventually turn it to also what was good and, and find the good in it. Exactly. And especially when your you know, children are involved, even divorced parents. To put the kids first yeah. and make the holiday special because it is so much for the children. And so there are many divorced couples that right, can work through it and still create a wonderful memory for their children and their family. You, so that's a wonderful thing. You had a yeah. great um, article that I read. I, th- I guess it was in – is it Careers in Psychology? Is that where it was? But it was give your inner – one of the things you advise, you advise is give your inner Martha Stewart a rest. Right. Well, Martha Stewart, I mean, she sort of is the the goddess of domesticity. Yeah. When her Christmas is Oh, just can you over imagine the, the expectations there? Exactly. Yeah. And everything is homemade and everything is is perfect and you can drive yourself nuts if you try to replicate that. Uh most of us can't do that. We work, we have children to take care of, elderly parents to look after, I mean, a variety of responsibilities. And if we try to think that's the ideal, yeah. and that's what we want to attain, we're, I mean, it's just too many demands on us. And so cut back. Uh, don't bake the cookies. Don't make all the food. Don't buy so many gifts. The house doesn't have to look like, you know, a magazine. Um, and if you put less demands on yourself, you have a better chance of feeling more pleasure during the holidays. Oh, and wouldn't not being that so be nice. stressed out? Yeah, less yeah. Martha Stewart, more uh, I don't know, the cable guy, or more the cable guy, more the cable guy, <laughs> or the music. I love that oh, music. Wasn't that Pentatonix? Have you ever heard them? No, oh. and they are. That's wonderful. It's good and stuff. Music is so great, right? Oh. To lift your spirit. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do that all day. All day. We're talking with Mindy Ute, and you got to go check out her wins her website, utetherapistnyc.com. Utetherapistnyc.com. Ute is spelled U-T-A-Y. She's teaching us how to de-stress, how to decrease the stress, and make sure we're not going overboard. When we come back, we're going to talk about that a lot more. How to not uh, lose yourself this Christmas season. More right here on the Matt Townsend Show, right here on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. It is the most wonderful time of the year. See, that's that's what the song says. And this is Amy Grant. She's happy. She's hap-happy. Hap-happy. Uh, which is doubly happy. But you know what? Sometimes it doesn't flow like this. Sometimes life doesn't just line up on the holiday season like old Amy Grant is acting out here. You know what I mean? 
So we've brought in the pros. Mindy Ute is joining us. She is on the phone from New York City, where she is a therapist, a, a counselor, and by the way, has a background, a history of being a lawyer as well. And, you know, nothing's more conflicted than a lawyer therapist. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually true. But uh, she's on the phone. She's trying to teach us how to not, how to de-stress a little bit, how to manage your expectations around the holiday, holiday season so you can be healthy and happy. She has a great website called utatherapistnyc.com, utatherapistnyc.com. Mindy, welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks, Matt. Nice is, talking to you. It's nice talking to you. Is it true that uh, nothing more conflicted than a th- psychotherapist uh, lawyer? Lawyer. I, yeah, I love that. Um, well, you know, it's all about conflicts, ultimately. Yeah. The law, you know, it's about legal conflicts and uh, right versus wrong, and psychotherapy is about more relational conflicts or See, you're, conflicts you're, you're, you're the conflict pro. I'm a conflict pro. Yeah, I think in terms of conflicts, even the holidays. Is that what your family says? Mom, you're such a conflict pro. Yeah, you're a conflict. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really cool what you do because, um, but you're you're really helping in specializing in stress management and career change and coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about this. One of the things I'm seeing with my clients and just myself and others, a lot of the difficulty of the season is we just don't want to disappoint people. We don't want right. to let them down, and so we don't. We know we should cut back. We know we should do less or say less, but. We're afraid of hurting everyone else's feelings by, you know, backing down the holiday a little bit. Exactly right. The hardest part in changing the traditions that aren't working or that are so stressful is getting the family on board. Yeah. So the way to do that is to, uh, first of all, decide what it is that you need to change because you have to stand firm and know what it is that isn't working anymore. So once you feel confident that this is the change that you're going to make, you talk to whoever's involved, your family, and acknowledge that it's going to be different this year. You may not like it as much, but I think we need to try it this way because I just can't do it that old way anymore. Yeah. And set a limit and be assertive and explain, basically, this is what we're going to do. And I think it's also an opportunity to talk about the priorities in the family again. So if we're not going to invite 25 people over and it's just going to be us this year, maybe it's a chance for us to talk and you know, check in with each other and be together in a more intimate way this holiday. So it's an opportunity not only to change, but to start something new together, which yeah. is a wonderful opportunity. And, and a conversation and just, I mean, they've got to know you're stressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are, there are, they're seeing you come unglued from every side. So this is just a chance to change that. What are, what are some ways that you found to actually, after we've had the conversation, what are some of the changes we might want to be thinking about that might simplify or decrease the holiday stress? The biggest one is asking for help. Oh, see, that's so hard, isn't it? That's the hardest thing for some people, to say, I can't do it alone. I've been doing it this way for the longest time, and I really need you to pitch in this year. You know, some families are very resistant to that. And uh, traditions are that, you know, the women do this and the men yeah. do that, or what, however it's divided up. But to 
you know, look at that again and maybe change that. So that's the first thing, to ask for help. The second tough one is this two-letter word called no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. really good at that. You're good at that? Well, I am with my kids. Hey, Dad, can we have no? No. no. <laughs> Don't even ask. I don't even let him finish the sentence. Nope. That's nope. Nope is good. Yeah, nope. Nope is cuter. Yeah, nope is cuter, softer. <laughs> right. But no's hard too because again, it seems like we're trying to please. We want everyone to get yeses. Nothing but yeses from mommy. Yes. We want to please everybody. Um, there are people, uh, women mainly, but I think all of us have that uh, bone in us where we don't want people to be unhappy with us. We want their love and their approval, and very often we will allow ourselves to be pretty miserable so that we avoid conflict. Yeah, that's like so it. true. I mean, nobody likes no. it. No. I just use no, by the way. No. Yeah, right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true, and um, I, I like one of the things that you've talked about before, too, is um, every tradition has you know parts of it that you—so we get stuck in the rut of a tradition— but we sometimes are so deep in the rut that we forgot what made the tradition special. So we'll talk about that. So traditions serve two purposes, I think. One is a very positive one. They bring stability and predictability to our lives. So we live in a very chaotic world, and a tradition is something we can rely on year after year. But nothing stays the same. It's our wish right. that we can keep things the same forever. We all have that wish. Sure. But the reality is that things change. So to introduce change into traditions, it's a mixed bag. It is letting go of a sense of the familiar, but it's also opening an up, up an opportunity to try something new, and it could be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then a new tradition could begin. And you might even be able to... Like just pull down the tradition, you know, 30 degrees or 30 percent and decrease its impact. And in doing that, you might find a whole other side of the tradition you've been missing. Exactly. Bigger is not always better. No. Isn't that funny? We just but we keep pumping it up and more and bigger and faster and easier. It's but you're missing the relationships, the thought, the history, the connection. Yeah. Well, that's part of our culture now that we're confronting with 24-7 digital life and social media and stress and more, you know, raising the bar on success that we don't know when good enough is enough. Right. And Right? So this is a word that I use a lot in my practice. What's enough? And can you accept enough and really be okay with it? Yeah. Uh, and the other word I like is tomorrow. It doesn't all have to be done today. I can do it tomorrow. And when you can be online at all hours of the night, there's a sense of timelessness. Yeah. But it can, you know, there is, we have to carve out time to sit, to reflect, to get back in touch with who we are and on a deeper level. And it's very hard now in, in the way life is so fast and uh, getting ever faster. And then, you know, if you happen to, during the year, have a little bit of a hiccup, you know, if you kind of got hit, you know, T-boned by life and knocked over, then you got to go to the family party and you call it the Inquisition, where they're going to, you know, it's like a tribunal and uh, Uncle Lenny's like, so? You still haven't found a job? That's right. You still doing that? You still doing that? 
You were a lawyer. Now you're a therapist. And now you're a therapist. You can't be a lawyer. Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I speak from experience. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, some but people don't like change. No. And families have. You know, some families are are very rigid, and will um, question you about your life choices if it doesn't sort of conform with their ideas. Uh, and it's not easy. You know, that can be very painful for people to come to family at a holiday and feel that they're being judged and criticized. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's good to have, um, to plan and prepare to deal with that because um, that can be very, very painful. And to just think about it ahead of time. If somebody asks you a question and you don't want to go there, have a response ready. And that's okay. Yeah. And just shut it down in a polite way, but um, I think in some of that way, families can be passive-aggressive. That's so true. Um, so true. We, we want to help people because, you know, everybody's an individual and everybody's got a right to express themselves. You know, um, our board operator here, uh, he, he calls him the assistant manager of the show. Uh, James, when, he does, when we bring up a topic he doesn't want to talk about, you tell me. You're the you're the therapist, so you tell me if this works. He just covers his ears, and he says la 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 la, and he'll keep doing that until I'm quiet. Mm. What do you think about that, James? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, it seems think, it seems weird. What do you think about that? It seems crazy. It seems it like seems, he's he's avoiding things. He's avoiding things. By the way, sometimes he doesn't cover his ears; he covers his eyes. He covers his eyes, like see no yeah, evil. Because he, no he evil. feels That's like nice. if he can't see me, it's gone away. Well, it's funny because he's acting out physically what he feels. It's yes. just go away. I'm disconnected. I'm avoiding that. That's James. So, that's James. He's All cute right, as a well. button, though. Yeah. Well, everybody knows James, right? Yeah. They yeah. know when he when he does that what he means. Yeah. yeah. We know that we just throw him a little sugar candy and <laughs> keep going with the show. <laughs> it's a neat thing. Hey, uh, we're talking again with Mindy Ute from New York City, psychotherapist slash. Uh, attorney, but she's probably more psychotherapist now than attorney. Is that right? That's right. Full-time psychotherapist. See, that's what we need. And um, Full-time. <laughs> talk about uh, the laugh is huge. I mean, to me, if you can get a good laugh, that's a great way to de-stress, especially if you can get it without it being at the expense of someone. Yeah, like James, that, like no, that. Nothing better. Nothing better. <laughs> Physiologically, it gets fresh air, oxygen in your lungs. I feel like whenever I have a good belly laugh, I'm going to like, I've got a few extra minutes of life inside. That's true, huh? <laughs> it's just so, what such a wonderful feeling. So look for people who make you laugh. Yeah. Be with people who lighten things up. It's very good to, you know, look for those people, seek them out, and they put a smile on your face. They take life less seriously. It's a wonderful thing to to laugh and to find people who have a sense of humor. It's a great gift. It is a gift. And I think, too, that's a, a big part of this is, I guess, to remember we have a choice, right? I mean, you're not bound to have to go sit to the mo- next to the most obnoxious person at the party. You don't that's have right. to go there. You can avoid them to a degree. You can choose another party. You can find another way around it. But there's you have choices. You have choices. Don't be a victim. Make a decision about what's important to you and follow through. There are many ways to celebrate the holidays. Um, right, seek out the people you feel comfortable with who seem to understand you. Uh, it can be family. It can be friends. It can be colleagues. It can be people you share interests with. 
make sure that those people are part of the holidays so that you have a balance in your life. And absolutely, seek out like-minded people. It feels so good to have that connection. Yeah. And, and, and especially if you know you're one that's going to stress during the season, do something different. And, and a lot of that advice, just add some of that. That might just decrease your stress by 30%, but that can change a season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know a, pa- a patient of mine who does yoga with people throughout the holidays. It's something that she feels it's a wonderful stress reliever. It's a place where she goes and she feels so welcome. It's a community. Yeah. It feels like family to her. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great, awesome, yes. We can create families in many different parts of our lives. You know, we have the family that we were born into, but there are many families in our lives that we establish a connection with who we feel very close to. And um, some people can't be with families at the holidays, but there are places to go where you'll be welcomed and you'll feel at home. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it feels, you know, it's, it's, it should be a season of joy, and it, it just it's, it has to kind of be made, not just found. It doesn't happen right by accident. Yeah. It, it takes work. You know, it takes it does take work, but the kind of work that is for the purpose of connecting, and for a growing, and for feeling um, a sense of belonging, yep. which I think is what the holidays should be about—the sense of connection with ourselves and with the people around us, and you know, reflecting at the end of a year and beginning a new year. It's it's a very spiritual time yeah. as well, and it's good to take that that in. It's beautiful. Mindy Ute, I appreciate you being on the show. Happy holidays. Thank you, Matt. Same to you. And, uh, you know, don't stress out in New York. Just just keep thinking. You can always come to Utah. Just smell that air. I will. I'll come visit. Come hang out, Mindy. Mindy Ute is her name again. Go check out her website, um, utetherapistnyc.com. Great stuff there. Plus, she's a blogger for Huffington as well, Huffington Post. And she's been in Forbes. You know it. She's everywhere. She's the real deal. Helping us de-stress during the holiday season. We're going to take a break. When we come back, do a little coach's corner, give you some ideas, some tools to help you, uh, again, find the peace during the holiday season. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Here's the deal, my friends. I sit across from a guy named James. And the amazing thing is, as he shakes his body, I hear bells jingling. <laughs> la, 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 Even la, when it's la, not la, December. Now he's covering his ears. And, <laughs> la, oh, la, you can hear the hippity hop of the horse. That's him saying, la, la, la. No, that's Leroy Anderson's sleigh ride. Oh, oh, we're playing music. Yeah. I thought it was just all coming from James. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. Uh, we've been talking about the holidays, and we, we've been doing this on a lot of the shows lately, giving you a bunch of ideas to kind of uh, make it through. I mean, it sounds like we're putting up with the holidays. We should be embracing it, celebrating it. Well, it's a time to get together with family and enjoy the family. Yeah, You shouldn't have to – hopefully you're not stressing that your family is coming, although some people do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
this is this is where you start pumping pills. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> just you know, you shouldn't. No, you should instead just say, "Ah, Uncle Gary, they how's invited it going? you. That's so great. <laughs> I'll be in the backyard." Yeah. Um, Sean's got my show. <laughs> Sean's found an article to help us, uh, you know, make sure we don't go overboard with the kids. Yeah. Because we're trying uh, to do that. We're trying to make the kids love us. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do it is, you know, during the years, write a check. This is from a, a website called momseveryday.com. Yeah. And it's six tips to creating a happy holiday for children without going overboard. There we go. There we go. And the first thing is – and this is so logical that it's – it's It's crazy. It is. Buy gifts for your kid, not the kid in the commercial. Interesting. Yeah, because your child may not exactly need that gift, mm-hmm. but the kid in the commercial did. Mm. Well, well, the kid in the commercial is paid to yeah. like whatever they set in front yeah. of him. Yeah, and a lot of money too, probably. Yeah, I actually have. I have a friend who works in used to work in uh, toy commercials. Really? Yeah. It was very interesting to see some of the and stuff that, that he's done. Well, yeah, he's not. He's doing well. He's doing well. So we shouldn't shop for the kid on the commercial. Shop for your child. What does your child yeah, well, need? Well, know, know your child like? yeah. first of all. What are they interested in? Do they do they like to build things? Do they like fashion? Yeah. Keep do it they simple. like to play sports? And are they are they going to end up playing more with the box or the product inside? Exactly. You've we've all seen yeah. America's Funniest Home Video yeah. where the kids just yelled out cardboard. <laughs> but what's cool is you could just get your kid a box. Mm-hmm. Right or two, <laughs> and then forego. The oh, gift. it's great. Well, it's what been... you do? No, what you do is you buy yourself a gift and give the kid the box that the gift came nah, in. Ah, no, that's a good parent. Right yeah, there. that's exactly. distressing, right there. Hey, son, play with the box. But the thing is, my daughter will play more with the boxes than anything else we give her. She will really? ask. Yes, yeah, she will ask to take the boxes into her room so she can make something out of. How them. old is she? She's fourteen. Wow. Oh, that's right. Is this the architect? Yes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah, just get her a, a fridge box. Just get her one big fridge <laughs> box. Yeah. Best if I was ever. buying a fridge, then just go maybe. steal the box. <laughs> no, don't steal. Uh, the next point is make a smart decision when picking and giving technology gifts. Oh, I know. I know. I'm about to make a dumb decision. Aren't you? That's what they're telling me. What? Of giving back the, the, the gifts that you... I'm about to go... Well, yeah, I'm giving those back. Okay. Because <laughs> those weren't gifts. That was a mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> UPS dropped off the wrong thing. Oh. Um, but no, but kids want phones. Well, kids but, want stuff. But okay, people who make these technology gifts, they know oh, yeah. how to market them. Oh, yeah. And what do they do right when it's about time to be gift giving? They start. They am- come out with yeah. the, the latest next. and greatest. Right. And uh. so. Some people think, well, I gotta get up to date. I gotta mm-hmm. be. I gotta be there with the new stuff. That's what my son was saying. Dad, if you're gonna get us phones, you may as well just get us like, uh, what are they called? Uh, iPhone sixes or six pluses, because that way they'll be good for years. Yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, honestly, a five would be good for years too. Mm, yeah, it would be. Nah, but six would be even better. No, fives are good. That's right. So I told them. Okay, that's a good idea. And remember, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Once you fired the cannon, you're not taking this. You're not taking anything back. Mm-mm. So once nope. you've given this gift, you can't gonna, unring that yeah, bell. Nope. There we go. But the next one I think is important: emphasize experience. Oh, like the experiences they're having. Exactly. Yes. And emphasize the love of family that's all together. That's cool. Talk and, about that. Exactly. 
point out when we're having that magical moment where mm-hmm. there's peace. <laughs> yeah. Don't, and and yeah. make sure your kids know it. Yeah. Don't don't just don't just, you know, think, oh well they're they're here, they're involved. Yeah. They're they're they know what we're doing. But what no, we yeah. not necessarily. What we normally point out is, oh, okay, so we're fighting. We're yeah. fighting. <laughs> You're fighting right now? Now oh, maybe that's geez. not the experience you want them yeah. to have. Don't create that memory. <laughs> that's good. That's good advice. Uh-huh. Or or you know, okay, stop fighting with your cousin. Oh, the whole family is here. What are you doing? <laughs> Get off your brother. <laughs> don't make me come over there. That's my wife. I like this one though, for and and talking about later on about giving a gift to your partner. Yeah, even hand down an heirloom. That's cool. That's way isn't cool. it? Yep. Yeah. Talk about a connection with family. Yeah. That is a great way to do it. If you can give something, and my 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 grand my mother has done this actually because we I had uh, both of my uh, grandmothers died this past year. Oh boy. And so my my daughters now have jewelry of theirs. See, that is I think that's way cool. Mm-hmm. And guys, we, a lot of times we don't hand stuff down, but hand down a pair of I, I had a watch oh, I have that tools. my grandpa had that does it doesn't mm-hmm. work, but it was his watch and he wore it for years. I have tools that's so that cool. have, that have come from relatives. That's right. Way, I mean, I I do too, but mm-hmm. I just borrowed them and never took them back. I have I have a they were really a, handed a down. fly fishing rod from an uncle. Oh, see, that's huge. That I've never used. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Hang it on the wall. Hang it on the wall. That's great stuff. Good job, Shawnee. We're going to take a break, my friends, and uh, continue this discussion about life. When we come up, um, some more ideas. You know, just singles. It's a hard time for singles. We'll get into that a little bit later. Lots of great stuff coming up. Stick with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. It's my Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the second hour of the Matt Townsend Show. Hour number two. You know, two hours of joy. Good tidings. I thought your name was Matt, not Joy. Great comfort. Mm. It is Matt. Okay. In the house, Sean O'Neill. Jimmy Dog Birdsall. Right here. J.D. (laughs) Birdsall. Call him Little Jimmy. He's in the house running the board. How's the board going today? It's going great. Looks fantastic. A lot of a lot of lights. Yeah, flashing. Christmassy. Yeah, there's green and red. Yeah. Thanks for the play by play. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's still just a board, James. No, but it's 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 pretty enthralling. I mean, if you're on this side of the table, it's board. It's my board. (laughs) You guys are weird. (laughs) Have you ever wondered how uh, how we survived as long as we have as a team? (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. like it's almost like they're not listening upstairs you know what i mean you wonder and upstairs i'm not saying heaven oh <laughs> i'm saying, saying like third floor i'm saying third okay. floor of the byu broadcasting building high atop high atop the broadcasting building <laughs> nestled in the great wasatch front the mountainous what do they call this what do they call this right here um they always say it right at the beginning of every byu cougar game oh i was nestled gonna say in the 
The shadows of the shadows everlasting of the hills. Everlasting. Well, that's something else. <laughs> that's something else. That's, that's somebody else's broadcast. Yeah, we don't talk about choir. <laughs> hey, okay. Uh, enough, enough of that before okay. they come downstairs. <laughs> yeah. That's copywritten. Focus, focus. Don't use that. Hey, talk about, uh, you've been doing, again, more research. It's like all you do on the show, Sean, is research. That's my job. Executive associate producer. I don't know what we call. It. I don't know what our titles are. Producer. Your producer. Uh, I produce content. You're, yeah, you're a producer, a content mm-hmm. creator. You've been doing more research about buying the right gift for your partner because this well, is a make or break. Because this is something I go through every single year. Yeah, this will kill you. I'm hoping my wife's not listening right now. She's not. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. I bet she is. I bet she is too. Actually, I'm going to see if mine is. <laughs> oh, apparently not. Um, but I did find an article um, in the Deseret News National Edition. Yes. You can go to that webpage and uh, just search Deseret News National Edition. They'll find it there. Deborah Sutton is the author of this article. And how to give your partner the best gift. I think I think the best gift you can give her is you. Oh, oh yeah. Your uh-huh. heart. Uh-huh. I've t- I told my sure. wife that. And she's like, so you're not getting me anything? Well, I usually do no, that, my though. heart. I'm I've, giving you my heart. I've... I've made uh, my wife one year. She bought she bought herself a frame, a picture frame that had a bunch of different little cutouts for family pictures. Yeah, and it sat around the house for a while. So you're thinking, and so one year for Christmas, recycle. No, I put the pictures in. That's cool. Did she like? Pr- oh yes, yes she did. Very much so. Did she kiss you? And then the next year, I actually hung it on the wall. Wow. <laughs> okay. But that wasn't the gift I gave her that year. Next year, you can dust it. <laughs> you know. No, but actually. But that's a cool See, so you got in. She, you knew she wanted it because she was already there. Last year, actually, I found picture frames that had um, little smaller versions of kind yeah. of what she had. And I bought five of them. I did one of family pictures, gave one to each of my four girls, and they did their pictures oh, and gave them man. to my wife. This year I'm a little more stuck. Well, let's so, let's brainstorm for you. Well, you know, giving a gift is it's a symbol of love. Absolutely, it's something that you do because you care about the person. That's why we're doing it. The three wise men brought mm-hmm. gifts. But do you ever feel forced that oh, it's Christmas oh. time now? I have to give a gift. Oh yeah, and my wife's like, I don't want anything. Yeah, and I, my, I know. And she really doesn't. But in my head, I'm like, sure. It's a trap. <laughs> That's true. It is. It is a trap. Very much so. <laughs> Oh, we're so both going to be so much in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but th- let's brainstorm. And by the way, if you, but yeah. this is—I mean, giving gifts—that's a crucial part of any relationship, isn't that's it? Right. I mean, giving even the James, right gifts. You, you give the you give gifts. Yep, I do. Mm-hmm. And get, and he takes gifts. I prefer the surprise gifts. Do you? I do. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind. You know, bringing the flowers home. Maybe some candy or something, depending on what the diet is at the time. Yeah. Does your does your wife does she like that? Oh, she loves getting flowers. Yeah, interesting. See, my wife she she doesn't like flowers. Really? Well, she says you know they're gonna die, and you may as well you know buy something that will live. <laughs> they're not practical. <laughs> buy a plant. Buy a plant, I guess. Okay. Invest mm-hmm. in gold. But you also have to remember when you're in a relationship, you're kind of mixing two families together. True. Yeah. And so each family might have a different culture of gift giving. True. Yeah, and some yeah, some are way into that. Yep. Some aren't. some some prefer prefer practical gifts. Yep. Some prefer sentimental gifts. Yep. Some prefer extravagant gifts because of what the you know how the family did their gift giving when they were right when kids were well, growing up. 
And, and as you just said, that gift giving is a way to express your love. And as we know that there mm-hmm. are many different ways that people kind of communicate with love and like to be communicated to with love. And therefore, the gift that you give needs to kind of pander to that. If, you're yeah. going to be, if it's going to be an expression of love, it should talk to them in their love language, as it were. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's from the rookie. No kidding. Wow. He's like less jaded than we are. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but it's totally right. But something that you can also do is ask questions. Yeah. Figure – talk. But like what do you say – so what do you want? Well, there is that question. See, that's – That's a direct question. And, my, I'm, and I, I have a way to deal with that. Okay, good. But that's going to be a little bit later All on. All right. But something like if you want a hint as to what kind of gift culture your your spouse or potential spouse is coming from – Ask, what did your father get your mother last year for Christmas? The ARUP, it, it opens, the yeah. ARUP magazine. But it, op- <laughs> it opens up the discussion. So is, is that something true. your fa- your mother would really like? Or did your, did your dad mess things up that year? Or, oh, it you was know? bad. You can start a discussion that way. Yeah. Weight Watchers. And then you have – yeah, oh, there's a good <laughs> gift. There you go. But uh, now – some people associate cost with love. Yeah, totally. And okay, and some people equate spending with sacrifice, though. True. Yeah. But how do you? How do you? It's. I mean, you can't get by. Some people will think the more you spent on me, the more you love me. Unless I mean, that, so you got to know. So my wife, the more I spend on her, the mm-hmm. more irresponsible I'm being. It, yeah. So there my, is that's that so too. good to know. So okay, mm-hmm. I won't spend, but my time, my focus, if I if I could somehow wrap up my time and my attention in a nice little thing that she could open under the tree. The problem is I that's not always accounted for. And then you feel bad because they're opening presents and mm-hmm. all you did was give all of your time and attention during the season. Well, there's there's some advice here though because what if it is kind of awkward when one per partner gets an expensive gift and the other partner yeah. doesn't? Ooh, yeah. I thought we were doing gift cards. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so talk about your spending before yeah. you, you get cool. into the holiday stuff. So. And that could be a fun game. Like each of us are going to only mm-hmm. spend 20 bucks. Make, yeah. it, make it interesting. There you go. Now, getting it's stressful to get that perfect gift, right? Yeah, totally. Because you don't know. So find out what your partner wants mm-hmm. and get them that. Yeah. Do you know how to do that? How? Uh, we have a very easy way to do it at our house. You eavesdrop. Not that, no. What do you do? Amazon wish list. That's cool. And then you go on and see what her wish list you is? You can look at other people's wish lists and you can purchase it right there on Amazon if you want to, for yeah. one thing. Makes it very easy. But, yeah. See, I mean, throughout the year, if you're looking at stuff, just throw it on your wish I do, list. I do that. I have a huge wish list. Give access to your family of your wish list. Yeah. They're going to know what you want. See, mine's called a wishertation. <laughs> it's like a dissertation, but it's a wish listertation. But I think that's the easy, that's that's the easiest awesome. way to do it. Several hundred pages. That's long. great. Like the- when I was stuck this year, I, I went to my wife's wish list and I found something there. See, but my wife doesn't have a wish list. Get her one. Maybe I ought to get her a computer. Now there is an idea to look on Amazon and make a wish list. Mm-hmm. Mm, now we're talking. See, this is helping. I hope so. It seems like like the overarching principle here is that you have to establish expectations. Is that once the expectations yeah. are clear, then it makes you know, it so much easier. The, the 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 theme that I'm seeing from everybody that we've talked to about holiday stuff this year. Yeah. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. Yep. 
I know. And I hate that. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we hate it because we've already we don't blown do that. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so for the rest separate. of us that haven't planned ahead, you just have to just, you know, stay ahead. Right. Do what you can to keep your head. Mm-hmm. Ah, good stuff. Now, here's the deal. Uh, singles and the holidays, it's hard. Oh, yeah. It's way hard because here you're supposed to go to all these parties but you don't always have someone to take. I remember being single. And then you have the all holidays. your family members. Oh, so are you dating? Yeah. Who are you seeing? No, uh, Grandma. Are you? Nobody right now. Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about. How uh, you know? How to when you gonna get manage married? the holidays? How to embrace it? How to get uh, have a great season if you're single? It does. It's not. It's a great time of year too. Uh, whether single, whether married, whatever you got. So we bring we're bringing in a pro. Uh, Elisa Goodwin Snell is going to be joining us. She is, you know, she's all, it's called, she has a website, it's yourtechnique.com, and where she helps singles to, uh, you know, improve their dating life, create a dating system, and learn some uh, effective techniques to better relationships. We're going to come back. Elisa Goodwin Snell, when we come back, uh, right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Feeling it? See, this is getting me in the season right here. Wizards in the winter. Wizards in winter. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You feel it? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're all shaking in here. It's that cold wind coming down. I feel a Siberian tiger chasing me from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. We're trying to get you in the in the mood. In the mood for a great holiday season, and that's, it's a season for all of us, right? It's not just a married season. It's not just a family season. All human beings should be able to celebrate and, uh, and you know, and enjoy the season. Now, when my parents divorced um, as a kid, we would leave my mom to go to my dad's house, and I always felt bad, like on Christmas Eve, that I was leaving my mom. A single. And I was like, oh, that's just hard. But, you know, I think honestly, she was like, skedaddle. Uh, get out of here, you guys. So maybe I was feeling something I shouldn't. But we wanted to bring on a pro who can help us uh, understand better as singles what, what you could be doing to maybe make this time of year a little easier for you, figuring out, you know, who you need to take to the party, who you don't need to take to the party. Do you need to take anyone Stuff like that. Her name is Elisa Goodwin-Snell. She's a good friend of the show. She's been on many times. She has a master's degree in marriage and family therapy and 17 years of experience uh, in performing individual and marital counseling. She's the author of seven books, four DVDs, and numerous audios, and the creator of the It's Not You, It's Your Technique dating system. So if you go to your the website, itsyourtechnique.com, she's got all the tools you'll ever need to, uh, to get to your dating life back on track. Again, Elisa Goodwin-Snell, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Matt. Great to be back. How are you? Excellent. Happy holidays. Oh, 
Thank you. Yeah, are you all ready? Oh, no, but... Not a girl. <laughs> we'll somehow get through it, I'm right. sure, and get everything we need to get done. That's, what's the worst thing that could happen if you forgot everything? I know. Yeah. It'll still happen one way or the other. That's exactly right. You'll be fine. <laughs> hey, talk about... Uh, there is a stigma, don't you think, about being single, maybe sometimes, uh, especially when we're having all these parties. You know people are going to keep asking you, why are you single? What's going on? Are you dating? Mm-hmm. Are you... What, what what do you think about that? What and, and is it normal? What what are we supposed to do with that? Well, I think it's hard because there's so many. Like I remember when I was single, that I loved the Christmas songs and I loved the whole Christmas season. But it made it harder to be single. And I normally wouldn't listen to a lot of music or do a lot of things or watch a lot of shows that would make me feel painful about being alone. Yeah. But the holiday season. You just can't avoid that during the holiday season if you really want to enjoy the holiday. And so, you know, I'd listen to Christmas music and I'd I'd watch the shows, but it would bring back that that pain of being single. Um, so I, I think, you know, there is the stigma. So many people are single. About 42% of the adult population is single. So yeah. it seems, you know, it seems like everybody's married, but really there's a lot of people who are single. And granted, some of them are really, you know, in their 20s and they're younger and some of them are older and some of them are widowed. But but you, there really is a lot of people who are single. And I think that oftentimes we forget about them during the holiday rush. And, um, you know, and, and they do want to be remembered during the holidays. And they do want to know that you're thinking about them. But they don't want to be, they don't want to feel like their worth is connected to their marital status. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's a de- difficult thing. You don't want to forget them and you don't want to ask difficult questions too. You're like, oh, you don't want to pity them either. Like, oh, mm-hmm. are you... Are you okay? You're still single. You're so great. Those guys are so stupid. <laughs> Aren't you lonely? You know I mean? Yeah. Those, yeah, those uh. well-meaning comments, you know, oftentimes, unfortunately, just, you know, they're just not helpful. And um, a lot of what singles can do, or I guess what singles would want um, people who are married or family members to know is that they want you to ask them about their life and what interesting things they're doing and what are some of the fun things that they've accomplished this year or done this year. They want to, you to to show interest in them yeah. and they want to feel that that you're genuinely interested in what's going on in and in, in in their life or on in their life but just you know let them bring up their their dating situation and otherwise just ask them questions about their life and show interest or mm. you know a lot of times they want to know about you so don't hesitate to just kind of tell them about what's going on in your life because that's sometimes more interesting conversation for them than trying to rehearse a bunch of things that they don't really want to talk about right. anyway. It's almost like it's almost like none of us are really happy where we are. So <laughs> we all we all like so we're always thinking, oh, when are you going to get married? Because you'll be happier when you're married. And then when we're married, mm. when are you guys going to have a baby? You guys need a baby. Right. And then we start pushing the baby. And then how many babies are you going to have? Uh, yeah, when are you going to stop having yeah. babies? <laughs> That's right. And then, yeah, then all of a sudden, are, are your kids graduate? Wait till they graduate. What are you going to do when all the kids are gone? It's like mm-hmm. everything is just the next step, and yet everyone needs to relax. Yeah, I like that advice. Yeah. That just let, just don't ask about that. Let them bring it up if they want to, when they want to, how they want to. Well, and good open-ended questions like, "Hey, what are some of the interesting things you've done this year?" You know, I mean. That gives them a lot of room to choose among the things that they would enjoy talking about. Yeah. So if they talk about their relationship because you asked this general open-ended question, then you know that you didn't corner them into it and they want to talk about it. And, you know, so, so those kinds of things I think are just really safe questions to ask. 
same thing can apply to anyone with an uncomfortable situation, whether it's infertility or, you know, um, you're going through a divorce or other things, you know, just ask questions that are more generic mm-hmm. and can give the details they want to give. And that, and kind of let them lead their own pain. I mean, if they want yeah, to lead to yeah. their pain, they'll yeah. lead to their pain. If they don't, good. We'll just talk yeah. about whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there, I mean, I, what, it, it, the, let's go to the other side of being single. I mean, there's, there's, it's kind of a cool time yeah. to, to have, I mean, holidays could be fun. There's lots of parties. There's lots of activities. Um, what are some of the activities and, and events that singles should be watching out for at this time of year? Well, I think that one of the things that single two don't have things to do are usually just not tied into the greater network. Hmm. And with social media and Facebook and so many things available from your computer to help you learn about what else is available, you know, really, if if you're lonely during this holiday, you're probably just not tying yourself in where you could start to meet people. So um, one thing that you can do is go to Facebook and join Facebook groups for singles in your area or on Facebook groups for people who are, you know, have a specific hobby or interest or something that you're really interested in. I mean, really just doing some simple Google searches and Facebook searches, you'd be amazed at how much is available. So, you know, singles oftentimes will actually be so comfortable and happy with being single that, you know, they're, they're not at the point where they're really saying, Hey, I feel bad about being single. It's more like, Hmm. Hmm. You know, I, if I gave up being single, I wouldn't be able to do all these fun things. That's right. So, you know, if you're not having some amount of healthy fun, then, you know, there is power within your hands to pick up a new hobby. Maybe, you know, this is the end of the year, right? And maybe you're thinking life isn't where I want it to be and maybe the holidays are a little too crazy. But start planning that vacation you want to take or planning that hobby you want to develop. People are a lot more attracted to people who are busy and people who have dreams and ambitions and talk about things that they enjoy doing or wanting to do. So, you know, let this be a time to create some New Year's resolutions that make your life more full and meaningful so that you have some good things to look forward to and, and a plan. And everything feels better when you have control and when you have a plan and, and you feel like you have options. And so if you're struggling in those areas, you know, take charge and um, start planning some of the things that you'd really enjoy doing. That is, it's so, it's really true. People, you're attracted to people that are healthy. And seem healthy and are really, you know, and are out there doing and and creating and looking for opportunities. Um, so I guess that's a, it's a, as you were saying that, I'm thinking that's probably a really good indicator. If you're, if you're at home bemoaning and sad that uh, there's nobody and I don't have anything, um, let's just watch another Christmas Carol show or some show, <laughs> then that might be a sign, huh, that, that you probably need to change your game. Yeah. And a lot of times singles have more disposable income than married people. Yeah, and you're so, loaded. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you can kind of start um, looking at how how maybe you can change your life to allow yourself to have more more free time and money. And for, for those people who are married or not married, who are single and have kids, you know, maybe money is tight and maybe they do feel like they don't have an excess amount of time. But really, if you don't go and do things for yourself, at least I would say when you're married, you should go on a date night every week with your partner. It's a really important symbol that you send to your kids about the importance of the marriage. Yeah. And um, when you're single, 
I, I still believe that principle holds true because if you never take care of yourself, you're modeling to your kids that they don't have to take make themselves a priority either. Right. You know, that I don't I'm not a priority and when you're in relationships you don't make yourself a priority and that's not a healthy thing that we want our kids to pick up on. So one night a week, just one night a week or when the kids are with their other parents, you know, just go out and try to do something with a singles group. Women oftentimes will find some of their closest friends at these singles groups and that can really help even if you don't meet someone you might meet some some another person in a similar situation and your families could become really good friends yeah um men don't have as easy of a time in that area they women will reach out to other women easier than men will reach out with yeah yeah, yeah. I, i speak at a lot of these events and you'll see the women will come you know in like a motorhome with 20 women and um the guys all show up in single cars and it's just it's it's interesting it really is a it's an interesting little um exercise in in the in the dating life and how we want to go about it we're talking with elisa goodwin snell she is uh she's like she's the singles whisperer she's she's got the skills the tools if you go to her website it's your com. Just tons of ideas um, to help you, you know, break out of your your shell a little bit. It's and it's not even about marriage per se. It's just get out there and be the best you and offer the best you that you can to the world. You'll feel better just by doing that, and you know, inherently, you're just going to attract others that will see that great light in you. We're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to have more with Elisa Goodwin Snell when we come back. We're going to be talking about New Year's Eve. Now there, you know, the third celebration of the winter, as we talked about yesterday. New Year's Eve and how to handle it as a single. This is the Matt Townsend Show. If you're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. The Matt Townsend Show. It feels like, you know, doesn't this just immediately create memories? Like, like connect you in mm-hmm. to the big party. It reminds me of the movie When Harry Met Sally. Really? See, everything reminds you of a movie. I know. You might want to just start letting everything remind you of life. Hypothetically. He's looking at me weird. Are you noticing this, James? He's no, this just you... reminds me of my life BC. Before? Cindy. Oh, I thought that was cinema. That's I think cinema. No. His other lover. Yeah. <laughs> BC. Cindy. Cindy <laughs> see, or cinema. <laughs> see, for, for my wife, it's it's BS. Before that's, Sean. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has a multiple... Yeah, I know. Be careful with that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, we, we do. Yes. BC, I like. That's cute. Mm-hmm. BC. Before cinema D in No, before Cindy. It's cute. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm not even going to use my name. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about singles and how they can go about the new year. It's a big deal. I mean, I just think about it. It's hard. So we're going to get back to our guest. I mean, there's so much pressure for parties, for dates, for that kiss, the New Year's kiss. Who are you going to kiss? So we're going to our expert. Elisa Goodwin-Snell is joining us from the website. It's your technique.com. 
She's got so much uh, on, on that website. Go check it out. It's your technique.com. If you have a friend that really wants to get dating, get stuff going and, and learn about, you know, how to how to be a single that can really magnify yourself and, and figure out what your strengths are and get those strengths out there. Um, it's a great website for that. She's the author of seven books, four DVDs, numerous audios. She's the real deal. Uh, Elisa, welcome back to the show. Hi. How are you? I'm great. You still Doing okay? Good. You didn't lose it's anything? So fun. I didn't lose anything since we, good. in the last few minutes. I know. It's good. Life's good. It's really good. And, <laughs> and the holidays don't have to be downer time. And the, I mean, I could see my mom if we were like, hey, there's going to be this New Year's celebration. So bring a date. Mm-hmm. Or, or she gets a card, you know, an invitation. Yeah. Plus one. Yeah. You know, talk about that. What what is what do you take? Yeah, that's that's the big challenge. And I think too, people singles overanalyze and overthink things anyway. Yeah. So if you invite them to a family party or to a work party, it can feel like pressure for them because you know that's kind of something you do. I refer to the process as a five stage dating process, and there's specific skills and specific things that are that you need to accomplish in every stage and. You know, a first date, I mean, meeting friends and family and people at work is kind of like stage three. You know what I right. mean? You don't, you don't want to put pressure on someone on a first date, especially someone that you like, to have to jump into a level of investment and interaction that might be uncomfortable for them. But that doesn't mean you can't invite somebody to an event. It's all about how you set it up. Okay. So the way that I recommend that you set these kinds of things up is you say to someone, hey, you know, I've got this work party coming up. And when I thought of all the people that I know who would just make it fun and it would just, I could just really relax and have a good time with. And um, I thought of you. Are you available? I would really love to take you as my date if you would feel comfortable with that. And so, you know, it's it's one of those things where you want to frame it from the perspective of just having fun and it would be a good time. And then even beforehand, you could even say, We'll even come up with a script if people ask us uncomfortable questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we can just we can really have fun with them, you know? And so so if you can treat it casually and you can treat it in a light, playful way, it reminds them that you're a woman interacting with a man and that they're a man interacting with a woman and it takes the pressure off of them over analyzing and a lot of times when we when we really like someone, we start to freeze up and we become more anxious and we're not our best, most playful selves. And that's only going to create more anxiety. So if you have a plan, if you're going into an event like that, have a plan that both of you can kind of connect with. It's just going to make it fun and playful. I mean, because, oh, I can just see that where if these are your best friends from work and or this is family, they could that could be really uncomfortable. I mean, I just think mm-hmm. of stupid stuff I say to people that I know and um <laughs> But I never thought like, oh, you, I could really be putting some major pressure on this little date. Yeah. It's a big yeah. deal. So maybe some of us out there, we need to kind of pay more attention to that and just make yeah. it easier for others well, to I mean, bring it a date. Never hurts. Even if you are dating someone and this is the first time you're bringing them home for the holidays, it never hurts to prep your family on your expectations of how they interact with That's the person you're dating. You know, in terms of just saying hey, look, we are just having fun and getting to know each other. You know, I'm just introducing them to the family. Please don't ask uncomfortable questions. You can talk to him about this and this. You know, we are not serious. Don't right. put pressure on him about when he's going to propose and he'd be an idiot not to pursue me. You know what I mean? Like, right. like how many babies do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it no. under control, folks. You know what I mean? But, but 
but if you prep them beforehand, they'll probably respect that. Sure. And so, you know, it's, it's always good to have a little bit of a plan and a strategy. And if you really think that you don't have a good plan or strategy going in, maybe just bypass that party, you know? And yeah. Is it really worth the, the discomfort that you might experience? Yeah. You know, it's just one holiday and um, <laughs> this is a relationship you're wanting to build. So let's let's just bypass that party if well, we can yeah. create a good plan. If in your preparation you've like written a fifty page dossier on your family <laughs> and the rules like grandma keep your teeth in, grandpa, you gotta wear your pants to dinner and all these little things, yeah. then you might wanna just say, Maybe we ought not bring him to the family party. Yeah. You probably better be married before he discovers this. <laughs> it's know. so true, Lisa. It's a dirty little secret that's yeah. on the day after Yeah, let's the surprise night. him with that one on the wedding <laughs> night. That's great. Yeah. Your grandpa never wears pants to dinner. That's weird. Um, <laughs> that's I, why you don't. That's why. That's <laughs> the that's going on. But isn't that interesting? Because it really it's funny because we love him and they're idiosyncrasies and we get it. But it really does. It's, it's Relationships are fragile. So you kind of well, you don't want to blow it up. You know, think anxiety about it. And, anxiety and pressure makes them more fragile too. Like yeah. a, a big part of what I, the group of people that I work with, are just really smart, um, high functioning, you know, just good, conscientious people, and um, a bit on the perfectionistic side. And you know, there's a lot of good qualities that come from that. But the downside of that is that oftentimes there's a hidden anxiety that drives their perfectionism and they're overanalyzing and causes them to feel more pressure. And it's really important that we help to eliminate. And the dating techniques that I teach are really meant to make it fun again, because if you're not having fun, that's an indicator that you're probably experiencing some anxiety. Yeah. You're experiencing thinking errors or you're in a relationship with someone who lacks empathy, self-control and personal responsibility. So when things are getting hard and not fun, that's the time when we want to step back and look at how we can problem solve things. And for a lot of singles, dating's become work. Dating's oh, become a duty and an obligation, and sure. it ceased to be fun. And and that's a big part of what um, I'm grateful to be a part of is making it fun again and making connections easier instead of harder. And it seems like if it's fun, it'll feel more natural. Like mm-hmm. you'll and you'll also be able to just let stuff go. That's not a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody doing something embarrassing at your family. If you're able to just be natural and have fun, it's whatever. Just move yeah, on. If there's not pressure, then they're not looking at, you know, your mother or someone else and saying, that's going to be my future mother-in-law yeah. and I live with that for the rest of my life. And this is only day two. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, all right. Like, we just want to keep things really, you know, just really chill. Yeah. And um, one way that I have people do that is to actually spell it out with people that, you know, I just, this is how I handle like this stage of dating. Like I just focus on having fun and getting to know the person. So, Hey, no pressure. Like, you know, I, I, this is where I'm at with the dating process. And if they just spell things out, it just, it, it makes it easier for everyone to relax. Well, and especially uh, c- compared to the first question. So, um, my goal is to be married by June. Mm-hmm. That right there is like, Ooh, okay. Versus, hey, I just want to be chill. I'm trying to keep it chill. My goal is just to have fun and get to know people and and be me and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, it really is. It's it, it's funny because we always, you know, it should be natural, but dating's not always natural, right? You're, I mean, you're no. trying to sell. It's like a sales job, you're, mm-hmm. and yet if you're if you sell somebody on someone you're not, then you're stuck. Right. 
Well, and one great way around that is nobody can really maintain a deception beyond four to six months. So it's really important that you don't rush in. That's why I refer to it as a five-stage process because there's specific things that will help you to be safe, confident, and successful in that process. And so if you rush in too quickly into seeing what you want to see in someone instead of taking your time to see what is really there, then you're much more likely to get into a bad situation. And But, you know, I mean, we all put our best foot forward um, the good, a good four to six months into our relationship, and you're really starting to see who, who they truly are. Yeah. I think that's awesome. What should we? What else should we be doing during the holidays? There are so many times uh, and things that we can be doing. Anything else that that is uni- unique to dating around the holiday time? Well, I think getting together and doing fun things. A lot of singles want to have parties to go to, and you know, if you're single and you have a bunch of friends, why not be the one who creates the party or goes to see the lights or? goes and, you know, says, hey, let's do a skiing trip or, you know, all it takes is one person who's willing to put themselves out there a little bit and you'll be amazed at how much you can get back from that. A lot of times singles um, or people in general will take a passive approach to their life and passive equals passionless. And so if people um, are having a lack of passion in their life, a lack of passion in their relationships, they really need to look at how passive they're being mm. because there's a direct correlation. And so although we're afraid of rejection and putting ourselves out there and if people don't respond, by far and large, you're going to be the bigger winner if you're willing to put yourself out there and take risks and, and put some passion back in your life. Someone will respond. Maybe you, not the people you think, but you're inviting a whole new group of people who might. Yeah, well, and you, and you it's, it's more in your control. So now all of a sudden, it's your party. <laughs> And you can invite everyone you want to invite. And it's it just seems like, in a way, it's by being a little more proactive, you're actually increasing not just the odds, but you're increasing the ease of it. I mean, it's more complicated, yeah. but it's easier because it's in your realm. It's in your you know, wheelhouse. Well, I'm a big believer. So the program I use is a faith-based program. And I'm a big believer that this isn't really between just you and the person you're interacting with that everything you're doing is kind of part of your relationship with God, and He responds. If the other person doesn't respond, He does. And it's amazing how, you know, in unexpected loving ways, you stand up for yourself, you do good things, and and it it works out in unexpected loving ways. Maybe not the way you thought, but you might meet someone along the path that's a better fit, where you're at and birds of a feather flock together so when you're becoming someone you tend to attract people who are like that as well and so it just you know it's it's just have faith move forward do your part and just look to see where the blessings are coming because they are going to come and the more you're doing the you're still taking those skill sets with you it's just it's rounding you out as a person i love Mm -hmm. that idea too that you're also especially if your heart is telling you that you need to be doing more that's probably that could be a prompting of from your God saying, "Step out, step yeah. up, try this." This and it may not always turn into the oh my marriage proposal, but it might turn into meeting the person that you needed to meet to learn the thing you needed to learn, and become the person you needed to become for the next person. That's exactly. cool. That's huge. Hey, as we wrap it up, Elisa, give us uh, what would you say is the one thing the singles need to be remembering at this time of year. Maybe you've already taught it, but what is the one thing that you found makes the biggest difference? 
just remember it's not you, it's your technique. It really is. Like, don't take things personal. You know, if you're not getting the result you're looking for, don't look at it as what's wrong with me, you know, why is this happening to me? Don't personalize it. Instead, look at what is my behavior, what am I doing, and how is that connected to what's happening in my life and if I don't like what's happening in my life try something else because it's really not personal like it's it comes down to if I want a certain blessing I have to live according to the laws that govern that blessing and so there is a way to get a different outcome just discover it and you can have it like everybody else you can have the kind of outcome you're looking for wow I agree amazing thanks for having me Alisa you're the best and Merry Christmas Happy Holidays to you you too Keep uh, keep doing your great work. Again, her name is Elisa Goodwin-Snell. Website, itsyourtechnique.com. Go check out her books, her DVDs. Ah, that's great stuff. I like the idea. We're tying it to your God, too. Again, the reason for the season. We're going to take a break, my friends. Uh, wrap up the show. And uh, Alyssa Banks is going to be joining us. She's She's got an idea that, you know, if you can't find a date... You rent one. And apparently she's been renting them for years. So uh, we're going to learn more from Melissa about renting a date right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Up next. Welcome back, my friends. We're wrapping it up. We're going to just, uh, you know, package it, wrap it, tie a nice bow on it, put it under your Christmas tree. Another show. Done! But before we do, uh, Alyssa wanted to give you a little bit of uh, just a, 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 some, some good tidings. A lot of people, as we were talking about with singles, they just are tired of being known as single and not dating and not having that one person. So Alyssa, and I, I guess I was wrong earlier about what I said. She actually has never done this, but apparently you can now rent a date. Yeah. You'd never need to. You're fantastic. Oh, thank you. Incredible. But people do it. It's yeah. a thing. People do it. It's a thing. So talk <laughs> about what is this rent a date? It sounds dangerously uh, close to other professions. <laughs> That oh yeah that's that true. people Let's rent not so go what's there. okay I know but it's that's the oldest profession but what how do you rent a date so it's just people are sick of being single yeah so apparently way, just so you know, let's be real people are also sick of being married that's what yeah just enjoy where you are yeah. but that's another thing so apparently on Craigslist it's now a thing to post yourself as being willing to go on a date for a holiday like a ho- and. Holiday date. (laughs) Right. For money. Yeah. So you can go to the family gathering or like a work event or anything like that that someone doesn't want to be single at and then just be their date. No one knows any better. (laughs) This sounds like something James would do. James, have you done it? No, I haven't for the record. Look at those eyes. I don't know. James actually did a Lisa date. He he, he was leasing his date. Oh, okay. So it's different. It's different because it's kind of like a rent to own. Yeah. But not the date. But rent you, to own. <laughs> you pay smaller payments over longer periods of time. Yeah, right. until it becomes official. Yeah, right. So yeah, but I haven't done. There's that an right. amortization <laughs> chart. It's really complicated. That's bad. Yeah. But so, what's the going rate for rent a date? 
Is it, does it I say? Well, no, not that it you doesn't, would know, but yeah, it doesn't really article. specify that. But I do have a specific example yeah, for you guys. Let's hear one. So this guy named Nikki Schmidt. Right, that's not his name. <laughs> we yeah, we don't name. know. We're just calling him Nikki, Nikki. just like uh, James' girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, Monica. So this is the line that he posted on Craigslist. If you'd like to have me as your strictly platonic date for Thanksgiving, but have me pretend to be in a very long or serious relationship with you to torment your family, I'm game. Oh, interesting. To torment your family. See, right. Now that's okay. That's cool. Because if your parents always bother you about your dates, the next time bring your date and like it should be like rent a biker. It and actually it's some is biker this. that's all tatted up. No, and really, is that that's what he yeah, does? Yeah, because oh, that's fantastic. In the next paragraph, actually, it says he's the, a 28 year old felon with no high school degree <laughs> and a dirty old man. So yeah, let's rent him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic! Isn't that so creepy? So and what if you're like a 40 year old woman, and you're like, "This no. is Jimmy. He's my date. Tell me about you, Jimmy. I just got out of prison." <laughs> That's great. I'm a great guy. But see, what then, then what you could do about halfway through when your mom is like, what are you doing? Just say, Mom, I'm what, in love. Mom? You wanted me to date. You told me you said. to get married because I'm never <laughs> going to have a baby. Jimmy's going to be my baby's father. That voice, though. Would that not be the greatest? <laughs> that is funny. Mom would never bug you again. Yeah. So Merry apparently Christmas, Mom. he came up with this idea at his job. He works at a burger joint. His his manager and some coworkers came up with it, and they decided he would put it on Craigslist as a date gag. <laughs> and in, in one week, he received <laughs> at least 20 women seriously asking him to pretend to be their boyfriends for upcoming family dinners. That is too yeah. cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so he settled on a local 22-year-old. Why did he just go with one? He could have like Yeah, he could have made so much more money. And you can schedule great. them out. But see, it's more like you're hiring an actor. <laughs> right. That's true. You know, he like, has to be good at it. A dirt bag. Because people can find actor. out. That's cool. That's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up going with this 22-year-old for lunch, and they hadn't decided yet if he was going to openly hit on other female guests. <laughs> Propose to her in front of everyone yeah. or pretend to be really drunk as the evening went on. Wow. To be determined. All of the above would all have been good, great. All good things, See, right? This is, so this is a lesson <laughs> to all you parents out there that this is maybe why you ought not be putting all this pressure on yeah. your child yeah, to get married. Yeah, this is a good lesson. And bring, I want a baby. Mama, I want a grandbaby. <laughs> you need to get married so we can have a grandbaby. And then oh she goodness. brings Jim Bob Challenge in. accepted. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. That's bad. So then it says also that at least a dozen men and women are hawking themselves as fake Thanksgiving dates on Craigslist. So now it's becoming a trend, and they are thinking it might be this man's doing. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. Now, I bet after this show, millions of people. Right. Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe if we're lucky. But it's weird because imagine – so this is really just an imaginary date. Yeah. Which we've been wondering about James if his was imaginary. We still don't really know. Did you rent Truly. Did you rent Mariah when she came and I met her? Was that a, a rent a date? I can neither confirm nor deny. That's exciting. Okay. That that was a rent a date. <gasps> so you so by not being able to do that that was a rent a date. <laughs> well, well, no. Not not te- technically no. Technically <laughs> was there did she pull out her square and run your credit card at the end of the date? Oh. Maybe. This is getting scary. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Monchichi. This is a safe place. Is not a real person. <laughs> That's interesting. She's yeah. real to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's real. Found her on Craigslist. Uh, you got about 20 seconds. Okay. Alyssa, well, then, wrap it up. What do we need to know if we actually want to go forward with this? Well, the last thing that I thought was ironic is that this guy is single and he doesn't understand the struggle of being single around the holidays because this is his first year to be single and he's not concerned about it. Well, no. So there you so go. So instead he just put it out there. He sounds a little concerned though. Yeah. You know, That's just brilliant. in my opinion. Alyssa Banks is her name. Uh, she'll be renting for about $20 for a Christmas dinner if you need a date. That sounds weird. Hmm. But that's funny. <laughs> in the end, it's funny. <laughs> well, we appreciate you listening again. Happy holidays to you all uh, from the Matt Townsend Show. We hope these are giving you some real tools. Mother Teresa has a great quote, though. We'll end on that. It's not how much we give, but how much we, how much love we put into the giving. So it's not what you're giving this holiday season. It's how much love you're putting into that season. Thanks for joining us again. We'll be back tomorrow with a best of show and more fun and excitement always right here on the Matt Townsend Show.